0: You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising autistic children. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck, wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And Not Your Average Autism Mom is the answer. My name is Shannon Urkiola. And I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 156 Disconnect to Reconnect, the impact of screen addiction. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Average Autism Mom Podcast. I am your host, Shannon Urkiola, and today I wanna dive into a topic that I think many of us can relate to and is incredibly important in my opinion for parents and more so for parents like us of children on the spectrum. And I'm talking about the impact of electronics on our kids and how they can become addicted to their screens. It's a subject that hits close to home for me, and I believe it's one of the most critical issues that we face as parents and caregivers. You know, I'm sure that you've questioned the impact of social media, YouTube videos, video games on your child's overall well-being, right? How many times have you tried to encourage them to go outside or to read, but it feels like they're always choosing screens over anything else? You're not alone. When I was getting ready for this episode, I decided to do some research, and I'll tell you, I was startled by what I found regarding the negative consequences of the digital world on our children. And listen, I've done other episodes on electronics and screen time, and they are at the top of our most downloaded episodes. So if you haven't listened to those, I definitely recommend go back and listen. I'll put links to those episodes in the show notes. But it's Episode 72, Ripping the Band-Aid Off on Electronics, and Episode 7, which is Electronics and Benefits of Setting Screen Time Limits. But I did some additional research today, so I'm kind of diving into this from a little bit of a different aspect. But these are some of the harmful effects that I found in my research that excessive screen time can have on our children. Number one, too much screen time, particularly on portable devices, negatively impacts the amount of sleep children, especially those under the age of 10, get. And I'm pretty sure There are many of us on here whose children struggle with sleep. Effect on activity level and childhood obesity. Some studies link excessive electronic use to childhood obesity. Number three, effects on cognition and brain development. And I think that this is just so intriguing. Studies suggest that kids who spend more than two hours a day looking at screens tend to score lower on thinking and language tests and overall earn lower grades. I saw a study done by Dr. Skyler Kalady, K L K A L A D Y from the Cleveland Clinic. He's a Cleveland Clinic pediatrician. He explains that screen time's impact on children is significant because our children need to explore their environments and develop motor skills. And this movement and curiosity are stifled when they spend all their time staring ex- at screens. And please don't get me wrong. It wasn't all doom and gloom. What I found was that the effects of screen time largely depend on the types of screens and content that your child is engaging with. So studies have shown a positive association between watching educational shows like Sesame Street and Dora the Explorer and those types of educational shows. Those actually showed improved social behaviors in preschoolers along with higher quality academic performance that they said can have lasting effects even through high school so just like all aspects of parenting balance is key and i do understand that technology has brought some incredible advantages into our lives but it's also brought some serious drawbacks especially for our children on the spectrum. And please don't get me wrong. I am not here to demonize electronics or the internet. In many ways, they can be incredible tools, right? Offering learning opportunities, connections, entertainment. But we can't ignore the fact that there are real consequences to excessive screen time. And honestly, our children with autism can be particularly vulnerable to the negative aspects. And so that's what I'm going to really explore today. The pros and cons of screen time and how many families have found that the benefits of unplugging far outweigh the challenges. Before I dive in again, let me be clear. There is no judgment here coming from me. I promise you, I allowed Jordan to be glued to his electronic devices for far too long, in my opinion. And looking back, I wish that someone had encouraged me to make a change for him earlier. I know that you and me, we are all doing our very best at parenting, and that's what matters the most. So I want to begin by acknowledging the positives because We can't have a fair discussion without recognizing that there are benefits. So, for example, it can help them connect with others who share similar interests or challenges. It can also be a valuable resource for educational materials, therapy tools and communication assistance. That is why when we talk about AAC devices or alternative augmentative communication devices that we recommend that they're Communication device is separate from any iPad or anything that they do other than communication. For many on the spectrum, technology can be a lifeline, right? It can help them communicate, learn, connect with others in ways that were honestly never available before. In fact, some children with autism excel in the digital realm, right? They showcase their talents and their unique abilities by their knowledge of technology. However, it is crucial to recognize that there's another side to the screen. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. It's the potential harm that excessive screen time can cause and the benefits that come from what I like to call unplugging. That's what we call it in our house. The problem arises when it becomes a never-ending rabbit hole, right? And our children find themselves glued to screens for hours on end. It's easy for them to miss out on real life experiences like face-to-face social interactions, physical activities, and real relationships. And it often comes at the expense of You know, those critically important activities that they're missing out on. Our children might miss out on social interactions, you know, sleep, physical activities. Think about it. When they're spending hours on their screens, they're not engaging with their peers. They're not engaging with you. They're not getting the exercise they need. And they're often sacrificing their sleep. I want to give you an example from a family that I talked to. They had allowed their son to spend hours on video games every day. He was no doubt addicted to his screens, and it was honestly starting to take a toll on his health and his well being. So, after a really tough decision, they decided to make a change. They set limits on screen time and they encouraged him to start to do other things. And what happened was really remarkable. With fewer screens and more interaction with his family and his peers, he started to thrive. He improved his communication skills. He became more active and he actually found this newfound passion for art. So it was clear that the screens were holding him back from doing what he was capable of doing. So what are some other things that families face when electronics become all consuming? Well, a child consuming their time with video games or online platforms often leads to behavioral and emotional challenges. Maybe you see an increase in anxiety, social withdrawal, difficulties with sleep patterns. These are things that many parents, including myself, have witnessed firsthand in our children. You might notice them being highly emotional, self-harming, maybe they're hitting themselves. They're getting frustrated more regularly when they aren't able to you know, beat the game or the virtual opponent. Another drawback to excessive screen time is the negative impact on sensory processing. Think about it. Our kids on the spectrum often have sensory sensitivities and too much screen time can aggravate those issues. The bright lights, the constant sounds, rapid visual changes on screens can overload their sensory systems, making it challenging for them to self-regulate. I also talked to a family who, they decided to go all in and remove all screens from their home for an entire month. And you know, they expected some resistance, but what happened actually surprised them. Without the constant exposure to screens, their children became calmer and more in tune with their surroundings. The sensory meltdowns decreased and their overall quality of life improved. Now, I understand it is not easy to remove screens, and it can feel like a daunting task. But these families' experiences are just a reminder of how essential it can be to choose the hard things for the benefit of our children in the long run. It's important to remember that addiction to screens isn't limited to video games, It can also be YouTube or social media or endless scrolling on the Internet. They're missing out on those crucial life skills and opportunities for personal growth when they're constantly plugged in to their electronics. And the allure of screen time is incredibly strong, especially for our kids. The sensory stimulation and predictability of screens we think can be soothing. But if you don't find a balance, your children risk missing out on those essential life skills that they so desperately need. That's why I think it's so important that we talk about and we share the benefits that families have experienced when they decide to take a step back or a break from electronics. Another family I spoke with, shared with me how their daughter was glued to social media, which led to increased anxiety and feelings of not being good enough. And they found that after, you know, limiting her screen time that she started, she started going on nature hikes with her sister and her mom and participating in local volunteer work. And what happened was when she was engaging with the real world, she was happier. And she was engaging in family communication more than ever before. I've had the privilege of speaking with several families who've made the brave decision. And the results have been nothing short of inspiring. They've reported remarkable improvements in their children's lives, both in terms of social and emotional growth. One family shared how their son spent hours playing video games never doing anything else and once they limited his screen time he actually started exploring new hobbies he was painting they never even knew he liked art (laughs) but his creativity exploded and he even began making friends at an art class that he was taking in their town. These stories remind us that it's not about taking away the pleasures of electronics, but rather about finding a healthy balance. It's about giving our children the chance to experience life beyond the screen that they hold on to so tightly. So, where does this leave us as parents? Well, it's clear that while screens offer some benefits, they also come with significant drawbacks for children on the spectrum. As I talked about earlier, it's difficult to make the choice to limit screen time. And I know many of you are thinking, how can we actually implement these changes? It's so hard. And you're absolutely right. Change is challenging, but I believe it's a choice worth making for your child's long-term well-being and remember it's not about judging yourself for past decisions or what you have or haven't done up until now no matter what age your children are i'm no exception i've been there i get it i allowed jordan to have more screen time than he needed for way too long choose a start date in advance right to give your children time to adjust to the new routine set daily screen time limits and stick to them make a list of things to do instead right create a list of different activities to help fill that fill that void that's left by reduced screen time you can introduce sports stuff outdoor stuff indoor activities anything to keep them engaged. You'll have to establish new routines that don't involve screens. You know, if you're think about it, if your kids automatically head for their devices when they get home from school, you're going to have to create an alternative routine that will become the new normal without screens. Put the devices away, out of sight, out of mind. Somewhere that they don't know where they are. We actually locked Jordans in our safe because if he knew where they were with his impulsivity and anxiety, it was, they went sky high. I'm also going to tell you don't engage in conversations. Just simply say, We're not having electronics today or this week or whatever you've decided. My famous words were, Remember, we're unplugged. Nope. Not today. We're unplugged today. And y'all, I promise I have repeated those phases hundreds of times over the last five years. Another thing to consider is that sometimes as parents, we need to help our kids learn to play and use their imagination. Those skills don't always come easy for our kids. For Jordan, one of the biggest things that we learned when we got rid of electronics was that he liked reading. He never read. I thought he just wasn't a reader. I mean, some people aren't, right? Wrong. When we eliminated electronics, he began reading. And the library is one of his favorite places to go. He goes every week and every week he comes home with a new stack of books that he reads. If we would have never unplugged, I doubt he would have ever picked up a book, spent time outside, right? He never did that when he had endless hours of electronics. Now, he'll just grab a seat in the rocking chair on the front porch and just chill out. Yep, he'll just sit and take in the world around him. Imagine that. Doesn't that sound like a pipe dream? Trust me, I thought so too but I'm here to tell you it's not, it's real. And it is possible for you and your child or children too. You see, it's about choosing our heart, right? It's hard to make changes, to set limits, but it's even harder to watch our children miss out on what might be possible in their life without the iPad or YouTube or video games. It's hard to have these tough conversations about screen time, but it's even harder to witness the negative consequences that are a result of their never ending screen time. Instead, it's about recognizing that change is possible and your children can thrive without being glued to their screens. I hope this has given you some food for thought and some inspiration to make some changes if they're needed in your family. As I wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with this thought. You are your child's advocate and it's up to you to find the right balance between the virtual and the real world and to do things that you know will be best for your children, even when it's hard. You can do hard things you have to be the parent and sometimes that means doing things that your children don't like or they don't agree with or that make them mad that my friend that is parenting and sometimes it's just hard and yes when you throw autism into the mix it's even harder if you've been with me for a while you've likely heard me say many times You have to grow through the hard to get to the easier. That that is autism parenting. And I've grown through so many hard times and seasons along our journey. And that is why I am here sharing what I've learned with you week in and week out. Every week, I'll continue to explore topics like this. My goal is always to make your journey easier than mine was to give you hope in what is possible, and to make sure that you know you aren't alone on this journey. And there are so many of us who navigate similar challenges day in and day out. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, we are all in this together, and there's no one-size-fits-all approach to parenting. And making changes for your child's well-being is always worth the effort and growing through the heart. Until next time, take care and remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are Not Your Average Autism Mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list. So you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.